Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Maseches Baba Kama, Daf Chavav, and we're starting four lines from the bottom of the page on Chav Hamid Beis, um, at the last of the short lines. If you'll recall from yesterday, we were discussing a uh, discussion about Shane and Regel versus Karen Tom, Karen and Tom, as it relates to Rishus Harabim and Rishus Hanizak. This was the uh, the copy that I shared with you digitally. Let's review because we're going to be making various potential kalvachomers from this. So starting with Shein Viregel, we hold that Shein Viregel and Rishus Harabim, if an animal eats a food that's in Rishus Harabim, or if it steps on a klibir Rishus Harabim, the halacha is that it, that the bowel of that animal is putter. However, if he's Rishus Hanizak and the animal eats uh, the fruit that's in the Rishus Hanizak, or if he damages in the Rishus Hanizak by walking, the din is that he's going to be Chayav Nezek Shalim. And then we move on to Karen. A Karen, in this case, is we're talking about an animal that's docile and calm. So an animal that's docile and calm that does damages, as we've learned, is Chatsi Nezek. However, when it comes to the Karen doing damage, Rishus Hanizak, that's a Machlokes Tanaim, as we saw yesterday, between Rabbi Tarfon, who holds that the Chiyuv is Nezek Shalim, and the Chachamim, who hold that the punishment here is only Chatsi Nezek. Yesterday, we had a complex conversation about the scope and latitude of different kalvachomers. And what we're going to do now is analyze a few different potential kalvachomers that maybe could have been. Here we go. Chafayam at base, four lines from the bottom. That to, hey, perhaps we should say that Shein Viregel Chayev Birshus Harabim Mikalvachomer. Maybe we should have said that Shein Viregel really is Chayev Birshus Harabim from a kalvachomer. What had we said? We said that Shein Viregel's putter, Yershus Harabim. So the Gemara wants to say that perhaps we should say that we're Chayev. What is the Kalva Chomer that would indicate that really Shein Viregel, Yershus Harabim, should be putter? The Gemara says, Uma Karen, when we look at the world of Karen, Shebirshus Hanizak, Eino Mashalam Elachati Nezek, and Birshus Harabim Chayeves. In the world of Karen, according to the Chachamim, this Kash is against the Chachamim. In the world of Karen, we see that Birshus Hanizak, the Chachamim, hold Chatzin Ezek, and Birshus Harabim, it's Chatzin Ezek. Then, Shein Viregel, Shabirshus Hanizak, Meshalem, Nezek Shalem, Eno Din, Shabirshus Harabim, Chayev. Meaning, if Karen Tam is Chayev, both in Birshus Hanizak and Birshus Harabim, then why would it be that if Shein Viregel has a higher punishment in Birshus Hanizak, which is Nezek Shalem, shouldn't it be that Birshus Harabim also is Chayev Nezek Shalem? The Gemara says, no, last line of Chafeyam at Beis, Omar Kra, Uvi Erbi Steacher, Velobirshus Harabim. No, the din is specifically by Shane and Regel that uh, the only time that there's going to be an, uh, a chiyuv by, uh, by the Shane and Regel is when the animal is in Rishus Hanizak. However, Velobirshus Harabim, if in fact there were to have been damages only in Rishus Harabim, the din is that Shane and Regel will be Potter Birshus Harabim. Says the Gemara, I think you misunderstood. I didn't mean to say that Shane and Regel, Birshus Harabim, should be Chayav Nezek Shalem, Midi Kule Ka'amrinan. I didn't mean to say that it should be Kule, that it should be full damages. Maybe just Palga Ka'amrinan. Maybe the Kalvachomer was coming to teach me that really Shane Viregel, Birshus Harabim, should be Chayev Chatsi Nezek. And it shouldn't be Pater from the Kalvachomer that we stated on the bottom of Chav Hamid Beis. So this, the Gemara says, no dice. Chav Amar Aleph, top line, last word on the line. That when do we say that we have 
half of the monies are being given out, namely Chatzinezek. That's only true by the world of Karen. The only time we have a Chatzinezek payment, says the Gemara, is by the world of Karen, but never by the world of Shane. By the world of Shane, it's either, as we have it in our chart, Pater Birshus HaRabim, or Chayv Nezek Shalim Birshus HaNizak. But there is no reality of uh, uh, Shane Viregel that's going to be Chayv Chatzinezek. So then the Gemara recommends potentially another Kalvachomer. Perhaps we should say, in the box of Shane Beregel, we had said over here that you're Chayev Nezek Shalim. So the Gemara says, no, maybe you're not Chayev Nezek Shalim. And here's the Kalvachomer as to why you would not be Chayev Nezek Shalim. Four lines down. Uma Karen Shebershus Harabim, just like Karen and Rishus Harabim. Um, uh, that just like Karen Bershusa Rabin, which is Pater, so it's Chayeves Bershusa Nizak, but only Chatinezek according to the Chachamim. Then maybe we should have said that Shane Viregel Shebershusa Rabin Petura, Eno Din Shebershusa Nizak Meshalim Chatinezek. So the Gemara makes a, a different uh, Kalvachomer pushing in the direction that we should be able to prove from our chart that perhaps. Shane Viregel Bershus Hanizak should not be Nezek Shalem, but should only be Chatzin Nezek. The Gemara rejects this too. Amar Kra Yishalem Tashlum and Ma'alya. That when we talk about Shane Viregel Bershus Hanizak, we're not talking about Chatzin Nezek. We're talking about Tashlum and Ma'alya, the highest level of payment. And the highest level of payment is Nezek Shalem. The Gemara tries again with a different Kalvachomer. Maybe we should say, Velotahe Karen Bershus Harabim Chayev Mikalvachomer. Maybe we should not have Karen Bershus Harabim to be Chayev at all. Maybe it should be Pater entirely. Why? Because we're about 12 lines down. When we look at the row of Shane Viregel, that's Pater Bershus Harabim and Chayev and Nezek Shalem. So then, Karen Shebershus Hanizak, which according to the Chachamim is Chati Nezek, Eino Din Shebershus Harabim Ptura, meaning just like in the top row, where we drop from Nezek Shalem to Pater by Shane Viregel. So then shouldn't we drop according to the Chachamim from Chatsi Nezek to zero and not to Chatsi Nezek? That's what the Gemara wants to say is the Kalvachomer. And the Gemara says, no. Amar of Yochanan, Amar Kra Yechetsun. Ein Chatsi Nezek Chaluk. Lo Birshus HaRabim Lo Birshus HaYachid. The Gemara says that in the world of Karen, there is no difference as to where the damage takes place according to the Chachamim. The Karen could be standing in the middle of Rishus HaRabim. He could be standing Rishus HaNizak. We don't care. Karen is always going to be Chayev Chatzinezek, no matter its location. Let's try what will be our fourth possible Kalvachomer today that we're going to reject. The Gemara says a quarter of the way down. Perhaps we should say, hey Adam, when a man is involved in injuring somebody else, maybe we should say that he's Chayev B'Kofer Mikalvachomer. Maybe we should say he's Chayev Kofer. Normally, the way that it works is if a shore kills an Adam, so then there is going to be uh, a payment of Kofer. But here says the Gemara, perhaps we should say that when uh, one man kills another man, that there's also a Chayev Kofer. Where does this come from? not directly from the machlokas that we have here on this piece of paper, but instead from another place. That when Ashur kills someone, um, so then, or I should say, if, if he damages someone but doesn't kill him, 
the Baal Hashor will be Chayv Arba Dvarim and will have to pay Kofar. Adam, if a man who is Chayv Arba Dvarim, Shechayv Arba Dvarim, Eino Din Shechayv Bekofar. So the Gemara says that perhaps we can make this Kavachomer to teach us that if one Adam kills another Adam, then the Din is that he should be Chayv Kofar for that murder. To this, the Gemara says, no. Amar Kra, Kichol Asher Yushasalav, Allah below Al Adam. When is it that we have a din of kofar? That's only true when um, an animal is involved. But when it's only two people involved, there is no din of kofar. Let's try our fifth kalvachomer of the day that we're going to reject, one third of the way down. Perhaps we should say the reverse of what we just said. Perhaps we should say, Perhaps when a shore uh, damages, that it should be chayv in our badvarim, tsar, ripui, boshes, all of those, says the Gemara. Why? Because, this is the exact opposite kalvachomer that we just made. Just like a human being who is not chayv in kofer, is chayv in our badvarim. Shor sure, that when it kills a person, the Baal Hashor is Chayv Kofer, all the more so that that animal should be Chayv in Arba Advarim, or at least his Baal should. Says the Gemara here too, nope, that's not happening. Omar Kra, Ish Be'amiso, below Shor Be'amiso, never do we have a din of Arba Advarim, of uh, the four payments that come from an animal damaging a person that's only true with people. The Gemara says just about halfway down, asks Akasha. Terrible scenario. We're going to learn a couple of very uh, graphic scenarios tonight. I apologize. I didn't write the Shas. But these are very graphic and unfortunate cases. And this is the light, lighter of the two graphic cases that we're going to see. Ibayalahu. Regia, let's say that an animal is walking in Rishus Harabim. I should not Rishus Harabim. An animal is walking, and unfortunately, it steps on a child uh, while it's Rishus Hanizak. What is the din on the bal of the animal who, while that animal was in Rishus Hanizak, stepped on and killed a child? Do we treat it like a regular case of Karen? And the Gemara says over here, Once an animal has established itself as a muad, then it would be chayev in kofer. So too in this case over here, where an animal in Rosh Hashanizak steps on and Nebuch kills a child, the baal of that animal will be chayev kofer. Odilma, or perhaps would we say, Karen or perhaps would we say that that Karen requires intent when we are dealing with Karen Hamuad, when we're dealing with an animal that's that's considered muan that requires intent and high ain kavanasolahazik. Remember that cows can't see their back legs. They can't see their front legs, most likely. They certainly can't see their back legs. They don't know what they're stepping on. So Rahman al-Islan, if an animal steps on a child, uh, should there be kofar? Yes or no? So the Gemara attempts an answer, Tashma. The Gemara says, uh, If a man brings his shore into a homeowner, and he did so without permission, and and while this animal had entered into the Rishus Hanizak without permission, it killed the owner of that property, it killed the uh, the owner of the, the Nizak himself. The shore is going to be killed. And its owner... Bain Tam Bain Muad Meshalem Kofer Shalem Dibre Riptarfon. He's going to pay Kofer Shalem, not Chatsi Kofer, Kofer Shalem. So it seems from our Gemara that we have a very clear answer to our question. 
we had asked about a baby, if God forbid a child was stepped on by an animal, would we say that the Bailam have to pay kofar, yes or no? So the Gemara responds, seemingly, yes, they would have to pay kofar shalim. Says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down. Kofer shalem betam tarfon minale. How do we know that if there is a kofer, uh, that if there is a kofer shalem in regards to this animal, how do we know that this is the case that Rabbi Tarfon holds this way? Lab mishum, isn't this because the savarlak Rabbi haglili? Perhaps he holds a Rabbi haglili coupled with a kalvachomer. To Amar, to Amar, Rabbi haglili says as follows: Tam mishalem chazi kofer birshus Typically, a karen tam. This is what we've spoken about 10 times in the chart over here. The Karen Tam Birshus Harabim is Chayev Chatzinezim. So says the Gemara, Da'amar Tam Shalim Chatzin Kofir Birshus Harabim. If an animal kills a person, he'd be obligated to pay Chatzin Kofir. And we bring a Kalva Chomer from our case to the world, uh, from our case of Regel. And what do we see? Alma Ika Kofir Beregel, that we have a case of Kofir, even in our case of Regel. That was our question. We said, Regel And we see a black on white answer, which seems to belong to Rebbe Tarfon, that holds that there is Kofir Shalim in, in the Rishus HaNizak if the animal kills Nebuch, a little child. The Gemara says, perhaps you've learned things wrong. And we're going to see five different iterations of how to learn this. Amar of Simi no. You've learned it wrong. It's, we're not learning from Regel in order to teach us the din of Kofer, but rather, says the Gemara, perhaps we're learning Tanaminizakin de Regel. We're learning about Nizakin uh, de Regel, damages, not murder, Maisila. Maybe that's where we learn Kofer from, says the Gemara. We cannot do that because Velifroch, we could argue, Malanizakin de Regel, Shekane Yeshnon Be'esh, that in regards to the world of Nizakin de Regel, that if an animal causes damage, with its regel in regards to Aish, so there is no kofar in that case. So therefore, you cannot learn from that case of Nizak and Beregel. The Gemara says, perhaps we can learn about the din of kofar, not like we tried to learn from the world of regel, but perhaps mitamun. Perhaps we can learn about it from an item that's hidden and uh, hidden away in a in a bale of hay. Says the Gemara, we can't do that either. Because the din of kofar in that case of bor is different than our case. And therefore we cannot learn from there. Says the Gemara, perhaps me kalim, we can learn from the damages of kalim. Says the Gemara, that can't be either. The halachos are different in regards to age, that there is no kofar over there. So we cannot learn from back to our case about kofar. Then the Gemara says, Mi kalim t'munim. Maybe kalim t'munim are different than, uh, let's say, uh, a random item that's t'mun, an actual kli is t'mun. Says the Gemara, no, that too is rejected. Ma'la kalim t'munim she'yeshnon be'odam. There is a, a different uh, case scenario, uh, a different halachic scenario of kofar in regards to an adam who causes those damages. Elolav, therefore, the Gemara returns back to where we started and teaches us that we do, in fact, learn the din of kofar from our, to the case of regel. It's the kalvachomer that we started with by Rabbi Tarfon. That we had asked, how does Rabbi Tarfon know that there's a din of kofar shalem? He learns it from the case of Karen with the kalvachomer from regel. That's why the Gemara says over here, three-fourths of the way down, 12 lines from the bottom, Elolav shmaminami kofar de regel maisila. Rabbi Tarfon really does learn it from the world of regel. Almeika kofar be regel. Shmamino. And therefore the Gemara concludes, we had asked a question in the middle of the page that if God forbid an animal steps on a tinok in the Chatzar Hanizak, what's the din? The din is that, he, the din is that he's chayev kofer shalem. 
I, but maybe it's just a regular case of time. It could be a case of time, but we make a Kalvachomer in this case uh, to add it to the case of Regal. And therefore, by the case of Regal, where the Regal is Dore Salhatinok and kills the, kills the child, the halacha is that he's Chayv Kofer Shalem. The Gemara says five or six lines before the last mission on the page. This makes a lot of sense to say, like we said, that kofir um, applies in the world of regel, where an animal kills a, a person by accident. If you wanted to say that there is no kofir by regel, and perhaps we were only talking about not murder, but the damages of regel, Maisila, that won't work as we said above because Lifroch and regular regel don't have the same din. What we therefore see is, like we said earlier, that we learn kofir from the world of regel. We therefore see that the din of kofir applies in regards to a murder that takes place by an animal's regel. The Gemara says, Adam All of us at all times are considered to be muad. We do not have a mode of calm in regards to damages. Everything we do, we'll soon see there are limits. Everything we do is deemed to be muad, <laughs> says the Gemara, Ben Shogeg, Ben Mezid. This is true whether your uh, damages were by accident or on purpose. Ben Er, Ben Yashain. It doesn't matter if you're awake or if you're asleep. Any damages that you generate, you're responsible for. The Mishnah adds a case, Sima es ein chavero. Let's say that a person blinds his friend, Veshiver es hakelem an odd two peas in a pod because they're very far from one another. If I blind a person, uh, God forbid, or if I break kalim, mishalem nezek shalem. The din is that I'm obligated to pay nezek shalem. The Gemara picks up on this right away. Katani, what did we just learn? We learned, sima es ein chavero, that if one man blinds his friend, that that's dumya deshiver es kalim. That's similar to breaking kalim. And what does the Gemara mean to teach us with this juxtaposition? Mahasam nezek in arba lo. Just like by the shiveres akelim, we only pay nezek and not arba dvarim. Af sima es ein chavero nezek in arba dvarim lo. There is no case scenario where uh, if you blind someone that you would end up paying more than just the nezek, you do not pay the arba dvarim. That is what we, what is learned from the juxtaposition. That brings us to the top of Chavavamud Beis, asking the question of Minahani Mili. How do we know this? How do we know what? Thanks to Rashi, top of the page. Minahani Mili, Denezek Chayev Afila B'Shogeg. We had said in our Mishnah that Adam is Mu'ad La'olam. Why is it that I'd be Chayev in Nezek Shaleh, that I'd be Chayev to pay uh, damages? Afila um, B'Shogeg, says the Gemara on the top line of Chavavamud Beis. Amar Chizkia, Bechein Tana Debei Chizkia. He said it himself and his yeshiva said it. We're not going to get into why it is this way, but the limit of this Pasuk is We learn from the Pasuk of that an Adam is Mu'ad La'olam, and he'll be chayev by an accidental damage, just like intentional damage, and he'll be chayev on Ones, just like Ratzon. Says the Gemara, no, you can't say that drasha from those words because three, four lines down in Cain, uh, sorry, Haimi Baile Litein Sarba Makom Nezek. No, the, the Pasuk of Petza Tachas Patza is there to teach us another din is that one has to pay Tsar in certain cases of Nezek. 
Ayin. And the Rishonim here as to what this uh, case is talking about. Nevertheless, the Pasuk that's trying to teach us that I, as a human being, am Muad, even Bishogeg, no longer has a Maramakom. So says the Gemara, that's not correct. In Cain, had it been what you were saying, that the reason for the Pasuk of Petzah Tachas Petzah was to teach me of Litein Sar B'Makom Nezek, if that were to have been true, then Lichtov Kra Petzah V'Petzah. Ma pets, ma, my tachas petza. What's the extra word of tachas? Shmaminotarte. So now, from the pasuk of petza, tachas petza, we learn two things. We learn lechayvo al shoge kemezid ve'al ones keratzon that an adam is muad laolam no matter what ben shogeg ben mezid ben ones ben ratzon and we learn that from petza tachas patza and we also learn one other thing from petza tachas patza and that is litein saar b'makom nezek that when a person is getting paid for damages we also have to pay for their tsar. Now the Gemara gets into the scope and limits of Adam Muad La'olam. Fascinating piece of Gemara. Uh, the rest of today's Gemara is particularly easy, minus the emotionally graphic part at the end. So the Gemara gives a case scenario on Chavava Medbez. Let's say you're sitting down. You don't realize it, but your kid put a rock on your lap. You didn't even know it was there. You're, you're spaced out. You didn't even notice. So you're sitting there with a rock. You're sitting on... Uh, uh, in the bleachers. And when you stand up, it, something falls. So, in regards to damages, what's the din? Why? But when it comes to our Dvarm, I'm going to be putter for the, for the Nezek because I had no idea what was going on. In regards to the violations of Shabbos, let's say this rock is a perfect sphere and it rolls. Dalit Amos. Yerushus HaRabim, or crosses the threshold from Yerushus HaYachet to Yerushus HaRabim, or vice versa. By Shabbos, your potter, because Malechus Machshevas Asra Torah, there needs to be intent when we violate Shabbos. Le'inyin Galus, if that rock accidentally kills someone, do I have to go into Galus potter, because I literally didn't even know that I had a rock in my lap. That's not Shogeg, that's Ones. Le'inyin Eved, when it comes to an Eved, because we know the din of an Eved, if I injure my Eved in such a way where a tooth falls out or an eye falls out, he goes free, this is plukta de Rashbag v'Rabbanon. This is actually a machlokas between Rashbag and Rabbanon. If in a case of the the rock that falls out of my lap, when I didn't even know that there was a rock in my lap, if I injure an evid in a way where typically he would have otherwise gone free, this is a machlokas de Tanya, 12 lines down. Let's say that uh, that there's an Eved, and I'm the Rabbo, and I'm the master. And he says to me, my Eved says to me, can you do me a favor? Put on this uh, salve on my eye, put on this makeup in my eye, and inadvertently, Vesima, I, the master, blinded my own Eved. Or, Chasur Lishini, please dig around my teeth. I have some pain in my teeth. Let's just say the dentists of old are not like the dentists of today. They didn't know what they were doing relative to our knowledge. So it says the Gemara that Vihipila. So I'm the master, and I'm doing a little bit of dental work on my Eved, his tooth falls out. Sichek be'adon, he laughs at his master be'yotzalacherus. That's the Tanakama, that he goes free. But he didn't intend on doing this. So that means, it seems to be that according to the Tanakama, the Rabbanon, it seems to be that even with an accident, you're going to um, go free. No, that when it comes to an Eved, there needs to be intent. So the machlokas between the Rashbag and the Rabbanan in regards to our case would be as follows. I'm sitting down, 
My child puts a rock in my lap. I didn't even realize it. I stand up and then the rock falls down and hits the mouth of my Ebed and a tooth falls out. He smiles with a gaping hole in his front teeth, gushing blood, thinking he gets to go free now. Machlokes, Rashbag, and the Rabbanon. Not so Pasha. All of that is iteration one of our case of the child putting a rock in the lap of the parent. Here's iteration two, one third of the way down. Let's say that I knew the rock was there, but I was engrossed in conversation. And I forgot. And then. Oh, so now everything changes. Well, not everything. Because your Adam is muad la'ola. Because you didn't intend on doing it. Here things change. There you're chayev. The Pasuk says by going into Galus for killing someone, it has the language of Bishkaga. And therefore you had Yadiyah. Because you knew about it, you're therefore held accountable and therefore you're obligated to go into Galus if you kill. Lenin Shabbos, you're still Pater because Malechus Machshevas Amarachmana and you didn't plan on doing anything wrong. Lenin Eved Plukta, the Rashbag Verabonon, same as before, where the Rabbanon say, that he goes free, and the Rashbag says he does not go free. Now, here's iteration number three of our case. The rock is put in my lap, and I knew it was there, and I stood up with intent. Niskaven Lizrok Shtaim, I wanted to throw it only two Amos, the Zarak Arba, and it went four. So now I knew it was there. It wasn't Bishogeg. I threw it, but I only intended on throwing it two, but it went four. So then, le'inyin nizakin as well, you're of course going to be chayev, le'inyin dalad varm pater, because you didn't do what you intended, le'inyin Shabbos malachas machsheves po'inan, we're halfway down on chavav amidbeis, in regards to Shabbos, we have malachas machsheves, le'inyin galos, this is a machlokas as to what this means, le'inyin galos, in regards to galos, let's say that I threw the rock two, but intended to throw four, when it landed at two, it killed somebody, so by accident. So the Gemara says, oh, by Le'inyan Galus, it says, Asher lo to exclude the case of someone who threw two instead of four. But we don't know which way they're excluding. Are you excluding from Galus? Are you saying they have to go to Galus? That's a machlokas over here. Le'inyan Eved, and in regards to Eved, because you only intended to throw two and you threw four, if you then broke the tooth of your Eved, and again, that toothless smile, there, plucked to the Rashbag Barabanan, where the Rashbag is Mekil and says, that the Eved does not go free because it wasn't your intention. You intended to throw four. He was sitting at the two-yard line. I might, I planned on throwing four. There are Banon. They were the ones who were uh, who let the, who let him go. Here is iteration number four of the case of the rock in my lap. I intended on throwing four, but not eight. Now let's go through all the cases yet again, two thirds of the way down. Because Adam is because that's not what you intended to do. It depends. Shabbos, we know that Arba Amos is the minimum threshold when a person is Birshus Harabim, a Rishus Harabim Doraisa, not where we live today. Our, our, all of our Rishuyos, by and large, it's very rare to find the Rishus Harabim Doraisa. So here the Gemara says, Linyan Shabbos, it depends. The Omer, if I, who is the owner of the rock, if I say, I don't care where the rock lands, then in. Then yes, I violated Shabbos. But if I really only wanted it to land in a specific spot, then that's not the case. We have the same issue as before. We don't know exactly what the drasha means. What if I threw it four, but intended on going eight, and when I threw it to the four mark, it killed someone by accident? The Pasuk says, And again, as to whether or not this person goes to Galus or not, we don't know what this drasha means. And then 
And Yenevit plucked at the Rashbag Virabonon yet again, because we don't know uh, who we hold like. According to the Rashbag, he, the Evid would not go free if the rock hit him in the face at the four Amos line, because that wasn't the intent of the Bible. And uh, the Rabbanon would say he does go free. Okay, new case. We're 10 lines from the bottom. Almost done for the day. Quick dot for today, relatively speaking. It's all relative in Baba Kama. Vama Rabba. Zara Kli Gag. This case we saw earlier. We saw this about 10 days ago on Yudzayin Amid If somebody drops a Kli, Zara Kli Gag. Well, we should assume instantly that gravity will do its thing and it's going to break. But before it hit the ground, I'm watching you throw, uh, you're angry at someone, you take something special of theirs that's made out of glass and you throw it off the roof. So I'm like, hey, this is great batting practice. I take my bat. Right when it gets to my sweet spot of my swing, I swing. So I break what you dropped while it's on its way down. Gravity's doing its thing. It's going to break with or without me batting. But still, I batted and shattered that piece of glass into a thousand pieces. Putter. My time up. What is the reason why I who swung my bat at your item is putter? Because manot vira tavar, same line as we saw in Yodzayin, you broke a kli that was already broken, namely. From the moment that I released that kli 100 feet off the ground, the second I release it, it is halachically deemed broken. So therefore, when I swing at it, when it's three feet off the ground, you it's manat vira tavar. You're breaking something that's already broken. The Gemara changes the case. Let's say that I let go of the Kli 100 feet off the ground. When I did that, at that moment, underneath was pillows and blankets and air mattresses. The Kli wouldn't break under the circumstances. And either you or I move the cushions out of the way. So here's our flow of events. I let go of the glass while there are pillows underneath. After the release, I or you pull away the pillows from underneath. So what's the din in such a case? The din is, I lost my spot, putter. Why are you putter in that case? Because my timer, the reason you're putter uh, is because the, um, is because the person uh, what what happened over here? When you let go, because we we know that it's not going to break. The arrows have stopped. We should assume that nothing's going to happen to this at all. It's going to be totally fine. So that's why, under those circumstances, you should be putter because you made a decision afterwards. When I when I originally dropped it, it was supposed to be perfectly fine. There were pillows there. You move the pillows. Okay, but I should be putter because my action was dramatic. Granted, but it was not halachically usher. And the last two cases are the graphic ones. Rachmana a thousand times over, sounds like our enemies. A child is dropped from a roof. And before the child can uh, hit the ground, he unfortunately falls on a knife that another person is carrying, a sword. This is Plukted Reb Yehuda ben Beser Verabonon. This is a Machlok Estanoim. Titania, two lines from the bottom on Chavavim Beis. We learned this case earlier as well. Where was this? This was on Daf Yud. Let's say that 10 people are beating one person. Whether or not it is sequential hits or concurrent hits, Kul and Peturin, all of them are Pater, because we don't know who did the actual killing. Everybody donated to the killing. 
So we have no idea who was involved. That would be the case of putter in our in our case of the baby falling off the roof and landing on the knife. We don't know who caused what. They both did things that were that were deadly. On the top of Chavzayin Amar Aleph, Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira Omer, no. In a case of Zeacharzeh, this is referring to the Brisa, where there were 10 men who beat a person. If they beat this person with sequential hits, person one hits, then two, three, through 10, and then back around again. The person who hits him, whereupon he dies, that last hit, that last person who did that last hit is Chayev. And therefore, Says the Gemara in the name of Rabbi Huda ben Becerra, applying his din, his logic to our case, the person holding the knife was Mikarev Misaso because he died. The baby died a couple feet off the ground instead of on the ground. Therefore, that person is Chayb Machlokes Tanoim. Let's say the baby was Rachman al-Islan, uh, thrown off the roof, and Bashor Bekiblo Bekarnav, and a, and a Shor, Rashi points out it was a Shor Hamuad, uh, he he gores the baby on his way down. Here too, plukta de Rabbi Shmuel ben oh, different people, but plukta de Rabbi Shmuel ben Osher of Yochanan ben Beroka the Rabbanan. Rabbi Shmuel and the Rabbanan argue the Tanya, and with this brisa we will close. Benasan pidyon nafsho. They say you have to pay the value of the nefesh, but we don't know whose nefesh you're talking about. If it's demei nizak. So then the baby's life is currently worthless because the assumption once he was let go from the roof is that he would die. He has no erech. So then he's not chayev to pay anything. Rabbi Shmuel ben Osher Yochanan says, no, no, it's the mazik. It's the one who let him go. Therefore, there is value. Therefore, he would be chayev to pay. We're going to stop right here at this new case of Omar Rabbah. We will start stop right here and pick up tomorrow night with Chav Zayin Amad Aleph. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Okay, so...